Hey, welcome to Voices in Japan with your hosts, Ben and Burke. On today's episode, we talk about surprising things in Japan, things that surprised us when we first got here, and some things that are even surprising still today. That includes some fashion trends for both women and men, some business establishments that you will find in the entertainment districts of the city, some foods, and much, much more. If you enjoy the show, please remember to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, share us with your friends, and if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please send us an email at voicesinjapan at gmail.com. Thanks. Now on to the show. Each knee sang. What have you been up to? I haven't seen you since last Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, it's not that too long ago. I've been pretty、yeah. good, man. Weather's just kind of cooling down and Sapporo, fall weather coming around. Doesn't look like we're going to have any more days close to 30. Well, it's, man, it's pissing it down right now outside my place. Yeah, it's like always hitting us. How about on yours? The, yeah, kind of here too. It's always hitting us on the weekends, man. Yeah, so I think tomorrow and Sunday is forecast to be much of the same. Yeah, raining cats and dogs. Yeah, and then it's like gonna get nice and sunny on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> kind of sad big news.、Uh, one of my favorite Japanese actresses is getting married. <laughs> I thought you were about to say one of your favorite actresses died because there was one that died like a couple of days ago. Yeah, I posted that. Yeah, actually, that's, that's sadder news, obviously. I don't want to <laughs> make light of that. Yeah, she's a really popular and a big name. I mean, people overseas know the one that、uh, passed away too because she,、uh, she was the woman in the Japanese version of The Ring. Oh, that's her. As in, she was the main character. I think so, yeah. In The Ring. Because I, I, I、so、didn't、ago. know. I didn't know who she was, and my,、uh, my missus was saying that, yeah, she's really famous and everyone knows her. So I, I Googled her picture, but I didn't recognize her at all. Yeah, I just recognized her f- face and then also from the ring. But yeah, she's been like one of the top actresses in Japan for a while, winning awards. What, what was the cause? What was the cause of death? Did you find out? Well, I don't know if it's been confirmed 100%, but I think they said suicide. Mm, right, yeah, because she was pretty young as well, right? Like in her 50s or something like that. I think she was just turned 40 or something, actually. Wow. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, just in prime of her career and everything. I mean, I don't know what's going、yeah. on. I think, legend,、uh, I mean, I don't want to speculate, but I think a lot of people in、uh, entertainment might be struggling、uh, with the economic situation, might not be getting as much work as.、Mm. I mean, I have no idea. It、All、could、right. be some personal <laughs> stuff to speculate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but so, on, so, what was your sad news? Well, on a lighter, slightly lighter note, one of my favorite actresses,、uh, Ishihara Satomi,、uh, she's getting married. Announced that she's getting married. Do you know who no she is? No way. Yeah, I know who she is. She's the,、um, she's,、uh, the Eon girl. Yeah. She's the, the face for Eon, Eikaiwa,、mm. and、um, what's the, the beer brand as well? The Suntory beer as well. She's the face of that. Yeah, I mean, she's huge.、Oh, she's.、Uh, Yeah, she's a girl at the moment, right? Yeah. She、uh, was in, what was it, Shin Godzilla or something, too. So that people overseas might know her from that. But she's like always in, constantly on dramas、uh, on TV. Like right now, there's a popular doctor one. I'm not watching him, but my wife is.、Um, <laughs> but, yeah, right. <laughs> I wish I was. I just don't have the time, to be honest. But, but yeah, and、uh, her husband is just like a regular guy, apparently. Nobody knows anything about him, really. Because、um, he's、oh, just he's like a, a commoner. Yeah, he's just like an office worker.、Uh, they were introduced.、Uh, but yeah, she's 32, so I guess,、uh, and somebody, I mean, their situation sounds like it's going well, so I、uh, wish her there well. Were, there, were no, there were no pictures of him? No, well, I even asked my wife, like, who's, what, what company does her husband, her future husband, work for? And like, nobody really knows anything about him. Man, if he's just like a regular dude, man, he's bloody. You know, scored the jackpot there. Well, yeah, it's like one of those things that was like, man, I missed my chance. <laughs> <laughs> We all had a chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. But、uh, yeah, so that happened.、Um, but <clears throat> something else that was in the news that kind of 
uh, gave me an idea for uh, this week's topic, but uh, yeah, there was a bit of a, I don't want to say uproar, but there was cause for concern about this new popsicle that was released in Japan. I don't remember if it was very recently or during the summertime, but has some alcohol in the popsicle. Did you did you read about that? Did you see that? I, I read about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I like the um, the original one, just uh, the suika, the suika lollipop, which is just uh, a watermelon icicle. I quite like that one. That one's really popular. But I haven't actually seen the the alcohol version. Yeah, well, it might actually be like no longer being sold. It was like limited time sale or something but yeah it's sold like in the just regular ice cream section of the convenience store or wherever else <laughs> um so everyone was a little bit concerned because children can just simply grab and reach for it but the thing is is apparently it only has like 0.2 percent alcohol or something um uh, okay. which is like even less than like um you know chocolate sometimes has rum in it that's like the three percent alcohol or something they were saying what some you're saying some chocolate has three percent alcohol in it like I, I knew some had alcohol but i didn't realize it was that strong that's uh, quite a bit yeah i'm trying to find the article right now that was talking about those uh about those uh, chocolates uh yeah it says um there are liquor chocolates on the market like bacchus and rummy bacchus rummy which contain 3.2 percent and 3.7 percent alcohol respectively not only that <clears throat> But the uh, Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries stipulates that the alcohol content of Narazuke, which is traditional Japanese pickles made with sake, needs to be at least 3.5% or more. Otherwise, this doesn't qualify uh, as that uh, product. So, yeah, these things that are everyday uh, things around, the, I don't know about the liquor chocolate, but around the house in Japan have a lot more alcohol than this uh, alcoholic popsicle. You guys call them what? Icicles? Ice lollies. Ice lollies. Ice lollies. That sounds... <laughs> what do you call them? That sounds Popsicles. Yeah, it's called popsicle. I don't know if that's <laughs> local to where I grew up, popsicles. I think it's kind of universal across the US, but... Yeah, I remember hearing some Americans call them popsicles. Um, definitely not ice lollies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lollipop for us is, is uh, only like candy on a thin stick. Usually if it's a lollipop, it's like round. Yeah. Yeah, you guys call those. Yeah, we, yeah, too, we right? uh, the, like the the chopper, the chopper ones. Mm. Did you get those chopper? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, those we call yeah lollipops. Anything that's on a stick, we call a lolly. Yeah, we actually call those. I think we don't call those lollipops. We call those suckers, <laughs> 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 which is a funny name to hear. It is. It's, it sounds much cooler than a lollipop, that's for sure. Know, we we even have a lollipop ladies in England. Uh, Can it, you guess what they are? That's a woman who walks around dressed uh, <laughs> a little bit erotically, handing out lollipops to children. <laughs> and it's good for the fathers, and most of the children are happy because they get lollipops. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good guess. It's a good guess, but no, you're pretty far off. It's um, you know, in so in Japan, you have them. Where they help children cross the road, mm. um, like elementary school kids or whatever in the morning. So they have a uh, a stop sign on a stick. So they hold that up. They walk out to the middle of the road and they hold up this sign that says, please stop kids walking past. And it's in the shape of a, a lollipop. So we call those lollipop ladies. <laughs> really? That yeah. And that's that's pretty much like their official name. A lollipop lady, like that's what everyone refers them to. Do they actually have lollipops? I mean, American kids would get really disappointed. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah. So some of the lollipop ladies do give out lollipops to the kids when they cross the road. Hmm. But then after a while, this this was when I was a kid, so you know, back in the nineties. But I think they stopped doing that because some people, not lollipop ladies, but strangers in general, were just giving uh, kind of lollipops to kids in the park but they were like you know they put salt in them or pepper in them so they tasted really bad just to kind of annoy kids and stuff so they kind of almost like said to the kids stop taking lollipops from strangers oh man i thought you were gonna say something much worse and just <laughs> saw i thought you were saying like luring them to the cars and kidnapping and stuff I mean, well yeah i think there was that too yeah um i think that came a little bit later 
But um, yeah, a reason to not accept lollipops from strangers is, you know, they could be poisoned or something like that. Yeah, and that definitely is not a, another topic to joke about. So, <laughs> um, But anyways, yeah, so this thing was in the news. And before I knew that it actually wasn't very high alcohol content in these uh, uh, ice popsicles or ice lollies. But do you think, do you think um, a child could get drunk if they ate enough of those because I remember when I was about seven, I had my first beer by accident because um, we had a Chinese restaurant when I was a kid and I raided the fridge and I picked up a can of Heineken. And Heineken's are kind of quite weak. They're like three, three and a half percent, I think, back, back then. And I only had like two sips and I was I was drunk. Mm. Well, so I wonder if like a kid had like 10 of those <laughs> Suica ice pops they might get a little bit tipsy or something well he'd probably be like bouncing off the wall before he could get through <laughs> 10 of them well i mean uh, same thing like sometimes eat some of those chocolates i mean you don't get drunk but you definitely do feel a bit of the buzz if you eat like a whole uh bar of chocolate <laughs> the rum ones yeah or a whole box to yourself yeah well especially like the ones they sell <laughs> the ones they <laughs> in front of the tv watching the sad romantic comedies <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that. I know you. I know you back on a weekend. <laughs> Man, it's the weekend coming up. <laughs> um, no, well, the ones that uh, you know, when people go on business trips in Japan, they bring back things uh, from the airport, whatnot, uh, omiyage for the for the um, for the office, and a lot of these airports, the chocolates they sell there seem to have um, quite a heavy content. So yeah, it was always good when people come back from business trips because it would make the <laughs> afternoon at the office a little more bearable. <laughs> um, I don't know though. Maybe I just have, well, I mean, I don't know if alcohol is like everything else, like the bioavailability, maybe like uh, you get a bigger kick when it's in chocolate. But <laughs> so I don't think kids, well, they were saying that this 0.2% is probably not enough to get a kid um, feeling the effects, but definitely those chocolates and stuff. Um, mm. But those again are completely legal. So, so, so those um, alcoholic suica pops—they're not available now. Did they stop selling those? Yeah, but I don't think it was because of uh, you know uh, the public uproar concern or anything. I think I think they were just like a limited uh, thing for the summer. So I think the period has has ended. Ended. Oh, missed out. <laughs> well, looking forward. Like, when when I read the article, I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go out and get one." But um, yeah, never saw any. Well, so I was a little bit disappointed. Even now, with the weather kind of cooling off a little bit, you want to go out and eat a little ice lolly? Well, you know, in Japan, it doesn't. Regardless of the weather, they still eat ice cream and cold stuff. They love it, especially in the winter time. Actually, like you know, Baskin and Robbins and. Uh, well, they, they call it 31 out here. That's always busy all year round. And I think in the wintertime, it's especially uh, a busy period for them. Yeah, man, that reminds me that you bring it up. I mean, winter, especially in Sapporo, you can see all sorts of strange things. And this is kind of our topic today is like surprising things, things about Japan. But this wasn't on my list. But one thing that I was just reminded of when you were talking about that is um, like uh, girl, high school girls at the bus stop. Uh, during the winter time, um, like when I be, was teaching, we'd going home and some of the girls would be at the bus stop and, you know, they still have their like short skirts on and it's so cold outside that their legs are like turning bright pink or like red from like, yeah, they don't, they don't wear tights, right? Yeah. Even in Hokkaido, like in the dead of winter when it's like freezing and, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like, um, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it seems like it's it's the cool thing to do is to not wear tights during any time maybe yeah they don't wear tights all year round it, so i think it's kind of you know considered a cool thing to do for high school kids or junior high school kids yeah just another thing that man it's weird. rough being a girl young girl yeah but but then but then you see the the guys too they don't wear coats in the winter like high school kids yeah that uh, that's true yeah you, you just see them walking around in their uniform and stuff. yeah so they wear they wear a blazer and they might wear a, a scarf but they look very cold and none of them are wearing like beanies or anything like that but the ones that do wear coats if you've noticed are the real nerdy kids <laughs> the smart ones the smart <laughs> ones exactly <laughs> but they're going to be made fun of you know they're going to be made fun of right 
Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you were mentioning about the girls not wearing tights. But do you know they do have, though, like very warm tights that are like skin colored? Uh, but I don't think, just like you said, like young uh, girls, high school girls and stuff probably don't wear them because they're probably not considered cool. But like adult women, you know, sometimes you'll see them uh, wearing a business skirt or whatever during the wintertime in Sapporo. And a lot, of, and it'll seem like they're kind of either wearing thin tights or. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're. Those, them out. Yeah, but those are actually really thick, warm. I don't know if they're thick, but they're really warm material that just looks like tights on top of skin. Oh, it's like this new technology that can make really thin, warm tights or something. Yeah, but the tights, you know, it's not like thin, warm tights. It's a material that looks like tights on top of skin, but the skin itself is actually some other material too so the person's real skin is actually 100 percent, you know not visible how how do you know this back you've uh, <laughs> you've been trying them out <laughs> hey man whatever to stay warm during the, the winter time you know you, you ever wore a skirt in the winter before <laughs> yeah i used to when i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> we should have asked laurie about that last time oh, he's, he's from scotland oh right? yeah right yeah yeah they wear skirts all the time yeah man. scottish people so culturally insensitive <laughs> <laughs> everything uh but yeah so surprising things about uh, japan either from when we got here or even things uh now these days that surprise you uh, yeah, th- I mean, there's a lot. I, f- I found quite a, a big list when I was researching, but just uh, just like thinking of ones that I I found very uh very surprising, um, is uh sunglasses. Sunglasses. <laughs> ha- yeah, have you noticed like a lot of Japanese people don't wear sunglasses? Oh yeah, even that's a- right. even when it's really sunny. Yeah. So you yeah. So it's only kind of when you if you see Japanese people abroad. They'll wear sunglasses, but if they're in Japan, they don't generally wear them, if, even if it's really sunny. And I remember asking my student that, and I said, "Why don't Japanese people wear sunglasses?" And she said, "Because sunglasses are kind of give you the image that you're famous, because famous people always wear sunglasses, especially like in magazines and tabloid newspapers. Mm-hmm. So their image of someone that is wearing sunglasses." Is either a celebrity, and if they're wearing them, they either they either are a celebrity or they they think they're up to that level. So it's almost being it's almost has this image of being arrogant, mm, like a wannabe celebrity or something. Yeah, yeah. So so then you know you'll see Japanese people wearing sunglasses, but also the ones that do wear sunglasses, they're not wearing them. Because they need them, they're wearing them as like a fashion accessory. So you'll see people wearing sunglasses at nighttime in Japan, uh-huh. like Puff Daddy, Puff Daddy style. And you're just like, "Why are you doing that for?" You know, because <laughs> I'm Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to ask you about this though, because um, you know, I mean, I'm not an eye doctor, or eye specialist of any sort, but isn't there something too about like having uh, dark pupils that uh, the brightness is not as uh, as heavy, which is, I want to ask you because you know you do, you are have Asian, you are Asian, uh, yeah. uh, your blood and appearance and everything, and and your eyes too. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, you have dark pupils. I have, I grew up, I had dark pupils when I was growing up, but they've kind of turned hazily now. Yeah, man, mine are like black. My pupils are black. I have black eyes, yeah. basically, but my eyes are very sensitive to the sun. Really. Not not overly, just like as a regular person. Like when it's sunny, you know, my eyes hurt when I look into the sun and things are bright, as most people do. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not talking about just looking into the sun. I think anybody that looks at the sun, it might be unbearable. But I'm just talking about like for Asian people, I've heard, and this is culturally insensitive thing number two for me tonight, uh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, like brightness from the sunlight is not as severe as for, uh, man, I should just look this up instead of just talking about ridiculous <laughs> but stuff. But a, a lot of a lot of Japanese people do say that too. But they said, but they pretty much said, like you know, when it is bright and sunny, their eyes do hurt. So they should be wearing sunglasses, yeah. but they choose not to because of the image of 
when you would do wear them. Yeah, well, I think the image thing is true too, and and I'm not saying like dark pupils give you like immunity to bright light. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that uh, yeah, it's not as severe. But anyways, okay, so sunglasses, yeah, which is very very true. I mean, you do not see uh, people wearing sunglasses. Um, yeah, nearly as much as overseas. Uh, so yeah, it's probably not a very good market for sunglasses here in Japan. Yeah, and and also every time I wear sunglasses when it's sunny, and you know every time it is sunny, I always put my sunglasses on. Every time I meet a Japanese friend, they just always comment on how I look. Like, oh, you look so cool with your sunglasses on. But I don't know if they think that's what <laughs> that's what because I'm wearing them. That's why I want to look cool or something. But but they you know they're not wearing them when every time I see them, which is a bit odd for me because I'm considering it's so bright. You know, I go to like these festivals, even go down to the beach, and not many、uh, Japanese people wearing sunglasses down the beach. But then when you go abroad, like you know where you go to, for example, Bali, where a lot of Japanese people go, all of them are wearing sunglasses because they're not in the country, so they feel like they're not being judged by their fellow Japanese people. Yeah, <laughs> you can start telling them when they see you and say you look so cool. You're like, "Call me Puff Benny." I'm now Puff Benny, okay? <laughs> Not just Ben, Puff Benny. But that reminds me a little bit because、uh, costumes looking cool and stuff. Halloween is coming up、uh, at the end of this month, right? It is, yeah. And、uh, October thirty first. Yeah, it's actually on a on a Saturday this year. So yeah, I mean, normally、right. it'd be like a great year. I mean, I think there are events happening downtown Sapporo, but. I'm kind of curious as to. I mean, the, I think they've shut down the Shibuya Shibuya Shibuya、Ooh. Halloween events、uh, because of coronavirus. Yeah, they, they should do right. They should close that down. Yeah, but I don't know how they can stop people from going to Shibuya because it's a public area. Yeah, well, dude, that's the thing. I don't think I think I have trouble with it because especially it's like young people who are not as worried in general about coronavirus. And even from last year, they tried to do things like. You know, make it alcohol free or whatever, and still people are showing up wasted and drinking and stuff.、Uh, but yeah, this year、uh, with coronavirus, I think it's already been canceled or whatever. I mean, New Year's Eve event has been canceled in Shibuya already for、uh, this year for the same reasons. The countdown. Yeah, but、mm. uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if、uh, you know young Japanese people adhere to, you know. The rules. Are you, are you gonna wear your、um, your tights this、uh, this year again with the high school uniform? I mean, for, for Halloween, that's not really a costume. It's more of like an everyday <laughs> outfit. <laughs> so, don't really feel too special. But <laughs> I can I can lend them to you, man. You sound like quite interested now.、So. Well, if you're not if you're not using them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So,、uh, anyways, it was kind of in my mind because it is starting to turn into fall Halloween weather and stuff.、Um, But yeah, so、uh, so sunglasses was on your list of、uh, surprising. Yeah, yeah, that's my first one. Yeah, how about you? What uh, what do you got on your list? Uh, well, I know we we've been talking about doing a、uh, episode about this for a long time.、Uh, so I was a little bit hesitant to talk in too much detail about it, but、um, definitely surprised me when I got here was love hotels. Yes, I actually thought of that one today. Yeah, love hotels is a good one. Oh, but you were. Probably wanted to save it for like a no no、episode. no yeah no,、um, oh right I'm I'm sure we didn't we like talk about love hotels before I think it's come up before but we've never done an, a dedicated episode to it right、uh, which you know it is a big topic that we could so eventually maybe we will but yeah so for people who don't know there are love hotels in Japan、um, these are specific hotels for、uh, getting busy so to speak、um, in fact looking some information up. Apparently, love hotels、uh, came about because after the war, a lot of young couples were living with their family, as they still do, extended family,、uh, but did not have enough privacy uh, to uh, get busy. So these love hotels、uh, started popping up. The first one in Osaka in 1968 that was called Hotel Love, which is where the name love hotels comes from.、Um, love hotels are awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, the uh, so the way they work for people who don't know, I've never heard of these or whatever. Uh, there's two systems. You can either go for a rest or QK in Japanese, which is like a two or four hour visit. Usually runs between two thousand nine hundred yen to seven thousand yen, or go for a stay、uh, overnight, which is a little bit more expensive. 
3,900 yen to 2,000 yen. Of course, uh, they have a range of different rooms and uh, places you can go, so there are much more expensive places as well. Um, but yeah, this is where people go to get big. Apparently, there's 10,000 love hotels in Japan right now. They got very big during the bubble period. They were a status symbol for dates, and that's when the theme started to come out as jungles, fairy tales, kitty land. Uh, yeah, so there's all these tales, and I want to hear about your experience. But actually, to be honest, like the first couple times I was in Japan, and I was like, man, he's loving. And you hear these stories of like people in our places in Tokyo where like the line, people would be lined up like in broad daylight around like four or five o'clock. And like everybody kind of knows, like they're going, you're talking to people around you. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not. It's kind of like one of the things you hear. But the first couple. I've, I've, I've heard that stuff as well before. Yeah, like people lining up, especially on public holidays, because you can't make reservations at the love hotels. So you just have to turn up and wait for your turn. Yeah, but that, to be honest, though, the first couple of times I went to a love hotel, I'm not going to talk about why I've been there all the other times. But uh first couple of times, man, we just went like with a big group of friends. Uh, OG. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's the best time of my life no uh it was uh just japanese friends and uh foreign friends and we like got the most expensive room at the top of the love hotel uh which is like a huge suite and just like saying karaoke before the origin <laughs> no just saying actually karaoke. i i actually remember um you inviting me to this uh or one of these one of these events or, or, uh, or, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you've done it a couple of times <laughs> No, I got invited. Did I? Was I? Have I? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember, I I don't know how long ago it was. It must have been like 10 years ago or something. But someone among our friends was organizing this kind of event. Um, I don't think it was you that invited me directly, but I knew you were going. Which is why I I said no. Bam, man. Got, hey, it sounded dangerous. <laughs> you, you know what else surprised me about Love Hotels? You've actually invited me to a Love Hotel, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've invited me multiple times recently over the past <laughs> year. So let's not like talk about things that are getting weird here on the podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, I'll say it was because you were suggesting that we could go rent there when we were always looking for places to record. But, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine, though? That's what I always said. Like, can you imagine, like, people seeing us, even people who may know us, like, passing by, seeing us going into or worse, coming out of a little right. hotel? Or, or, or having to, like, queue up with a bunch of people, just the two of us. <laughs> You know, not making eye contact with anyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's well supportive. It does. I'm, I'm actually curious, Berg. What? Um, t- tell us about that that event you had the uh, the karaoke session. You said you had, you invited or not not invited, but you went along with a, a group of people and and sang karaoke. What was that love hotel like? Well, to be honest, that was so long ago, and uh, I think I was so inebriated at the time we got there. I don't really remember. I just have, like, vague memory of, like, the main uh, big, like, living room area, and, like, there was a huge bar. Um, But, yeah, it was just, like, at the end of the next day, I was like, why do we pay so much money to sing karaoke at a love hotel, and we could have just gone to, like, a it Was it quite expensive? Yeah, because it was, I mean... It was a it was a suite at the top of uh, <clears throat> one of my uh, favorite locations, Porto Blue Hotel. Um, and, I know uh, that one. Yeah, the Blue Hotel. Yeah, they, they have a few places, right? A few establishments around. Oh, do Japan. they? I guess they, I guess they're like a chain. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't remember too much about that experience. In fact, usually you don't remember too much about going to love hotel. <laughs> yeah. Probably, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what was the, what was the theme, the theme of the hotel? Uh, usually yeah. like hotels that like, have a kind of theme or style that they're trying to go for, right? Like a unique, um, design, uh, atmosphere that, that they're trying to create. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because apparently that's like being, uh, I mean, that's kind of going away now. A lot of these love hotels are like turning into uh, just regular hotels, especially with the build-up to the Olympics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, apparently, um, yeah, in 2016, only 40% of the love hotels had occupancy during the weekdays. Mm. So they thought all that spare room and space could be converted into hotels for the yeah for the upcoming olympics the 2020 olympics um so yeah so all these hotel all these love hotels 
uh, refurbished and renovated to look like regular business hotels, which is kind of sad. So they're not, they don't really have that uniqueness anymore. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like we're trying to promote like some kind of thing, like, you know, whatever, but it is a very unique thing that was, I mean, it was fun to like go with dates there and to the themed rooms that were just, so what happens when you go into love hotel, uh, and the first thing you're faced with is like a touch panel and there's not usually anybody at the counter or anything. It's just like a kiosk that you, uh, check what's available. And I'm always like, does anybody actually use these things? But you're always surprised. It's like, man, there's only like two or three rooms open right now, you know? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and then you pay and then you go up to the room and then you get locked into the room until you pay to get out. Uh, and yeah, there's different themes. Just like you said, they're huge. They're really nice. I always have like a really big jacuzzi bathtub room area. Uh, and everything else you may need for that type of a night. Um, costumes. <laughs> I've never been to one of costumes. You've been to a costume one before? Well, you can, you can rent the costumes. There's always a menu to, to, you know, hire out, um, equipment that you might need. <laughs> Man, I hope those costumes and equipment are cleaned very well. <laughs> of course they are. It's Japan. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe we should save some of it for like a dedicated episode. Um, I mean, you know, it's kind of like it's something that you always think like you want to go and enjoy and, you know, with somebody and then you're like, oh, well now I'm married. Like I go and enjoy it <laughs> like anytime I want to, but yeah. then you're kind of yeah, like, yeah. oh, do I really want to go with my wife to a love hotel? Like, uh, but, but also love hotels in like generally are cheaper than regular hotels. Yes. Which is amazing because they're better than regular hotels. Like, for example, a business hotel, which is usually really small. You get a small bathroom and shower. But if you stay in a love hotel, I think on average, they probably cost about, what, 7,000 yen a night? I'm, uh, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, for a full I don't night. Know what you're, yeah, yeah, for staying over. For, for rest time, I think it's, I don't know, 3,000 yen for a couple of hours, something like that. Yeah, and they're actually, um, oh, go ahead. But yeah, but you know, I think those prices haven't come down during Corona time, whereas hotel prices have come down. So a lot more people are actually staying in hotels, regular hotels instead of love hotels. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the other thing is too, like those love hotels, I mean, you know, some people, because the, they're not that expensive, like once the bars and stuff close and, they say they're actually really popular for young women because a lot of young women who do live at home need to wait for first subway to get home after going out on a weekend night. And uh, so an uh, inexpensive place to stay for and safe kind of uh, to stay at is like a love hotel just for a few thousand yen uh, for the next few hours until the first subway comes around. So mm, Yeah, so a lot of yeah, like people, like you said, women, because uh, I think capsule hotels are usually for men only. Well, they're not for men only, but a lot of men do stay in those places, so it might be not as safe for women to stay in capsule hotels. So probably the the love hotels would be a better option for for women. Yeah, I actually have a, a really fun. Never stayed in a capsule hotel before, have you? Just one time when I went to Tokyo on a business trip, and somebody a coworker was like, said he found a really nice one, and it was really nice. And I was surprised, and I was like, man, I would have stayed these all the time when I was maybe younger, going to Tokyo more for business. But um, yeah, those things are really nice now these days. I mean, there there's a lot of competition for customers, so I think they go all out to make it as good good of an experience as possible but um i was gonna say i have a funny story about my first time to a love hotel maybe i'll save it for the love hotel episode but uh yeah save it yeah so it's actually a pretty funny story uh but uh yeah i'll save it <laughs> tune in so i've had sunglasses but another one is um which still surprises me now because it still happens is people still rent DVDs and CDs in Japan. Yes. So, like in England, Blockbuster, you know Blockbuster, right? Is that big in America? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went they went bust um, a couple of years ago, I think, maybe, maybe even longer, because, you know, of Netflix, Amazon Prime, just online streaming. But in Japan, the, the DVD video, or not video, but CD rental... Uh, system is still thriving you know people love it they have Geo, which is a, a big a big company and Staya, and it's packed 
every day. You know, people go in and they just love renting DVDs and CDs, and it's、uh, it's quite hard to believe that they can still do that, even though you know all these services, online streaming services, are available in Japan too. Yeah, I'm trying to remember why they do. I mean, it's not just because they're like nostalgic and going to hang out and like. Uh, you know, like people would go hang out in a record store. I mean, it's, it's, they're like being used regularly, right? Yeah, I, actually, I rented two DVDs last weekend. It was like the first time I'd done it in about five years, and the reason why I wanted to go because the atmosphere when you go to rent a movie is actually quite fun. You know, it's like you you take your time, you go through the movie selection. Oh, you know, I haven't seen this before. Um, and it's just a, a good atmosphere, and I kind of miss that, which is why I wanted to go. And it's super cheap as well. It's like so cheap to rent DVDs in Japan. It's like hundred yen for an old DVD, couple hundred yen for a new one. But then you could still rent the same DVD for the same price on Amazon Prime, and it's you know probably more efficient. But you don't get that the pleasure of scrolling, you know, going through in person. Touching the DVD, having to read on the back, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, it was a bit, a bit of nostalgia there, I think.、Um, but I don't think I'll do it again for a while. I'm so su- yeah, I'm surprised you're talking about this so openly.、You、used to say how like embarrassing it was to like go to the back of the store behind the curtained area, you know, <laughs> touching and looking. Yeah, that's at all the level. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about the two that you rented recently. We'll <laughs>、uh, just kind of you know. Ben has his habits. See, that's that. That is another surprising thing. Actually, is they have that section in the rental shops, the、uh, the X-rated section, which is behind the curtain. Yeah, good surprise for some people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. In fact, that's pretty funny because、uh, yeah, I mean, you do see like that section. You're like, man, people are still going back there. <laughs> so in that sense, it's kind of nostalgic to see something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ben, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you again, Buck. <laughs> yeah, I was going back there. <laughs> Just,、uh, anyways, yeah, see ya. Um, yeah, but also, like Tower Records still exists in um in Japan as well, and HMV. There's an HMV and a Tower Records here, yeah. Which apparently they went bust or bankrupt worldwide, but not in Japan. <laughs> Just kind of weird. <laughs> Well, I mean,、uh, I was gonna say maybe it has to do with like this whole thing, Japan not being able to like advance its technolo- technological prowess in、uh, right. some senses.、Yeah. Speaking of which, so they you did see that they're trying to get rid of the Honko now. The government's going all out to say they're getting rid of the Honko and fax machine. No, really, finally. Yeah, I just got my Honko registered after being here for thirteen years. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like a month ago, I got it registered. So you're officially not only is Japan behind, but you're even further behind Japan. <laughs>、um, I finally caught up. <laughs> but it's funny though, because、uh, I actually had to turn in some official documents recently,、um, and somebody else who I was there with, it was at the bank, and、uh, another customer who was there. Uh, watching what was going on, I was like talking to the person. He was like, "Do you think they'll actually ever get rid of honkos?" And the person at the bank was like, "Man, we can never get rid of honkos." And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, well, why not?" He's like, "Man, everybody who signs, like, you know, they sign a little bit differently this time or a different way this time. So you can never tell if it's actually the person." I was like, I just wanted to say, like, you do realize like the whole rest of the world has been using signatures for however long, buddy. Like, I don't know. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, the government is like pretty、uh, serious. At least、uh, a few representatives in the government pretty serious about getting rid of it. So they're just talking about it. They are, but they haven't actually. They haven't actually made a decision. Well, I think it's like the discussion is progressing pretty quickly, and it's turning into a very heated discussion. Five years on, <laughs> <Yeah> . but、uh, I think like they're trying to propose some actions, or I, I, I don't think they're just talking about this time. I think there's one I can't remember. I should. They've it written it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody has signed off on it, but nobody else will take it seriously because it's not hot code. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, anyways,、uh, a few things, technological problems, but yeah, DVDs and uh, CDs, uh, CDs, I guess. And, yeah,、uh, DVDs, CDs,、uh, yeah, rental shops still around in Japan. Yeah, still going and thriving、strong. and thriving, going strong, going strong, man. 
moving along, uh, something that has actually been annoying me this week. Bosazoka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, are they back? Yeah, exactly right. I mean... I haven't heard them in a while. They are back. In fact, they, we probably would have had a, uh, a, a special visit tonight if it had not been raining. Um, because they've been like going crazy this week. I happen to live by a large street in Sapporo. And yeah, so Bosuzoku, uh, for people who do not know, are these, uh, kind of bike gangs, uh, literally stands for speed tribe or violent run tribe. Uh, if you track, uh, translate directly, um, originated from kamikaze pilots after the war, actually, apparently did not have enough to keep them thrilled in uh, regular society after the war. Uh, so they started <clears throat> forming these bike gangs and uh, maybe people from uh, kind of struggling part of society or also a large part of these but, uh, groups. But they wear uh, jumpsuits uh, with kind of some kamikaze-like, uh, um, you know, uh, motifs such as the rising sun and whatnot. And they basically... Big uh, hair, big hair as well, right? And flags... They wave a lot of flags around. Yeah, and kind of romanticized or made to look very cool in a lot of animes and uh, manga. Uh, <clears throat> these are the motorcycles with like the very long uh, fork handlebars. Um, really, you used to be really uh, fancily uh, decorated and painted fenders and everything. Uh, high back seat. And uh, they basically would just like rev their engine, but creep down the road. And uh, <laughs> cause trouble and uh, go after anybody who um, would get annoyed by it. A lot of people kind of confuse them with Yakuza. They're actually different from Yakuza, but a lot of them do go on to Yakuza membership, apparently. <clears throat> yeah, they're like kind of at the level below Yakuza, like chim- Chimpida. Is it, is it sim- similar to Chimpida or is that even a level below that? I think it's the, probably the they would like to consider themselves different because I think they take their uh, gangness <laughs> pretty seriously. <laughs> but they're they're usually younger, like sixteen to twenty year old. Um, but you read about the description of them; they're like, yeah, these people are getting in fights with like uh, wooden swords and and um, and baseball bats. And I'm like, I don't really think there's that serious gang violence going on in Japan. But I mean, just like you said, though, the number is. Uh, have dropped down significantly. There used to be like 42,000 um, uh, Bosozoku members back in the early 80s, but it's now down to like 9,000 nationwide because they introduced a law in about 2004 that would actually allow police officers to go and, and arrest these uh, people more easily for just making noise and stuff. Wow. I used to, when I first came here and I lived at North 24, um, I used to hear because I lived like right by the main road as well at that time, and I used to hear them yeah every weekend, and then probably for about f- three or four years whilst I was living there, and then all of a sudden they just kind of disappeared, and I haven't heard any Bozozoku since then. So probably for about eight years I've not heard those biker gangs, but you said they're kind of making a res- resurgence around your area. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's necessarily a resurgence, but there's at least a few guys who are wanting to relive the glory days, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they have been pretty loud this week. Um, I mean, we can't hear them pretty well, thankfully. We've got pretty good window insulation. Um, but if you open the window, man, it's really loud. Um, and the cops used to just kind of, like, drive behind them uh, and they couldn't arrest them. They would just kind of make sure they weren't getting any accidents. And uh, interestingly enough, no, they're kind of like a little bit nationalistic. I mean, you were mentioning they sometimes have flags and stuff. Um, this mm. description I saw on the internet was like their uh, main target for their aggression is actually foreigners. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I've never really heard of that. Maybe they found out that I lived at North 24, so they were like hanging out outside <laughs> my window every weekend. <laughs> Just going after a foreigner. And now they probably think that I'm you and they're just kind of <laughs> going after me again. I mean, to be honest, like, man, I mean, I don't want to promote gun violence or anything, but every now and then that is kind of a time when they're driving by and you're like, man, I wish I had a BB gun right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so Bosuzoku, A, I was surprised that uh, they disappeared for a little while. B, 
I'm surprised that they're coming back now. But C, just kind of surprised in general because it was just like another one of these things that like noise violation type of things that just drive you drives you nuts in Japan. And like, why can't they just like cops get rid of them? Apparently, well, I guess they have been getting rid of them for a while. But it's kind of also like、uh, when election season comes around. And they're driving around in the、uh, in the in the campaign vans and just kind of shouting and screaming from like seven thirty eight in the morning and stuff. And you're like, I can't believe this、vote、is illegal. Vote for me. Vote for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>、um, yeah. So this type of like noisy behavior, either from Bosoku or politicians. <laughs>、um, yeah. Both ends at a scale. Yeah. <laughs> annoying and was surprising. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they will ever ban the politicians、uh, screaming out their slogans during election season. They probably won't because you know it is the government doing that. Yeah, which is kind of you know double standards <laughs> in a way. Yeah, I mean, I used to think like, does that actually like you know encourage anybody to want to vote for this person who's making all this noise? <laughs> um, but I was asking somebody about it, and they were like, "Well, actually, yeah, I kind of know who is out there and who I can maybe vote for." And <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, you're part、oh, of、so、the problem." So it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all part of the problem too, I guess. I mean, um, but yeah, so that was kind of another surprising thing. How about you? What else you got? Um, I got a, I got one. Um, how in Japan, um. You can reserve seats by placing a piece of、uh, your your equipment or something that you own. For example, like you could put like a a piece of newspaper on a seat, and that would mean it's reserved, <laughs> and that would hold your place in. I don't know if you're in a stadium or a queue, or even if you're lining up for something. If you put something there. Um, yeah, it's considered it's taken, even though it's not officially reserved, and that's、uh, that's very annoying, I think. And I was very surprised because there was a time I went to went to the horse races, and there was no reserved seat, and it was all free for all. But every seat I came to had something on it, like a newspaper, a cap, an umbrella, anything, and <laughs> you cannot. You know, society says you cannot move those things and sit there. So it was, and, a,、uh, it, it was just you sitting down with all these hats and bags and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> hey, I was looking after it for everyone. You know, <laughs> oh, you you lot, you forgot, you forgot your hat. <laughs> But yeah, I remember just going, kind of, you know, with my Japanese friends, and I'm like, you know, why don't we take that place? And they're like, no, sorry, there's a newspaper there. I was like, so what? You know, let's move the newspaper. And I'm like, you can't do that. Can't do that. So that was very surprising, and、um, and it's surprising even more that people abide by those rules, even if it's. I mean, I can understand if it's a, an actual possession of someone's, but when it's like something like a newspaper or a crappy hundred yen umbrella, you know, you can you can take that away and you know just sit there, and then maybe if they come back, you can have a little discussion,、um, you know, say you weren't here. <laughs> Whatever I don't know. Yeah, you just laugh because like you would never see that discussion happening. Like、oh, you, <laughs>、yeah. you weren't here,、uh, yeah. but it's funny because I was just actually thinking about that yesterday. I was at a food court、uh, during lunch break, and I mean it wasn't like newspapers and stuff, but it was like someone's hat was here,、uh, somebody's something else was over here, and I'm like, man, yeah, yeah. If this was like overseas, like somebody would just like swat it onto the ground. Sit down and start eating, or, or like some kid would walk by and be like, "Hey, that's a nice hat. Thank you." <laughs> it's like walk off with it or something, yeah. But it's kind of it is interesting how、um, the Japanese are so trusting with their possessions to just leave them on a table and just walk away, because yeah, back in our countries, people would swipe that. You know, if there's that cap there, oh, I'll take that. <laughs> you know, but in Japan, it's like people just you know respect. Oh, okay, that's someone's place; they've reserved it. So that's a very surprising thing that I see. Even even to this day, it still happens. You know, I went to Burger King the other day. There's a huge line. You know, people queuing up to buy their food, but all the tables are empty because people have to buy their food and then sit down. But they They reserve their seat before they line up, 
So they put their bags down. Some put their cell phones on their handbags or whatever. So yeah, I, I I don't really agree with it. Like I think you should buy first and then sit down, and then the restaurant should make a rule.、Um, even maybe have some kind of system where they can control the capacity of how many people can come in, because you don't want to like. Buy your food and then find out you don't have anywhere to sit, especially in a restaurant. Yeah, well, I was going to ask though. Like, I mean, what do you do? Do you sometimes take advantage of this、uh, kind of kind part of the culture? And do you what and steal people's handbags? <laughs> Not take advantage that way. <laughs> do you do you set stuff down to reserve your seat? I've I've never done that. I've never done that. I have.、Um, I've gone. If I've gone to a place and there's like a group of us, I'll say, okay, you sit at the table and then you can be there. But I won't leave something there. Like as long as someone is there, like a person at least, then I think is acceptable. But I wouldn't leave an item. No, I, I I don't agree with that. Yeah, that's what we usually do. We just kind of set our two year old down. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she don't don't mind if she gets taken. <laughs> But、uh, in Japan, it's you know it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's totally safe. I think, <laughs> right? Yeah.、Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Usually, same thing. Like one of us will kind of sit down, and somebody else will go and get that person's food. Or oh,、something. that's good. So, so you don't leave items either, like, like the the rest of society, like the daughter and stuff. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we no. Well, I mean,、uh, not usually. Yeah, because usually when we're out, we're, it's a, as a family. So someone sits down and the other person goes. Yeah.、Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's、uh, one of those you know kind part of community society. Yeah, that works. Yeah, and, it, and it's amazing how everyone trusts each other. So I guess that's a that's a plus side. How we、uh, how are we doing on time?、Um, I think we might have time for one more. All right. Do you, do you have one specifically you you want to talk about? I mean, I've kind of got some runner runners up runner runners up. All right.、Um, all right. I got one more. The、um, the expression when people say to you, and、uh, I'm not sure if you've experienced this before, Burke, but I have quite often where people say, "Oh, you have a small face." <laughs> And it's supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> well, you don't get that, Burke, right? Do you get that? Your your face is quite big. Yeah, I don't get that because I got like a the size of a head, the size of a giant on like a little man's <laughs> body, man. So I definitely do not get the small face compliments. But I mean, I know what you're talking about, and something interesting about that also、um, has to do with like、uh, teeth features in Japan as well. But yeah, yeah.、Uh, what were you gonna say about it? Yeah, just、uh, you know. To have a small face is、uh, it means you're attractive or pretty or beautiful.、Um, so yeah, so people want to hear, or Japanese want people want to hear that they have a small face and they strive to have that small face, <laughs> which is very weird for foreigners to hear because you don't want to hear anything about your face, whether it's small, big, large. You just you don't want to hear anything about that face, right? You just want to you don't want anyone to to mention it at all,、uh, apart from if they say like pretty or handsome or whatever. But in Japan, small face is a、uh, a lot of points. Yeah, and it's actually you know it's I think it's changing a lot now because you <clears throat> see a lot of young people,、uh, boys and girls、uh, who get braces now as they're growing up,、um, which is、uh, really a huge thing and. The U.S. at least, like a lot of kids,、uh, feel like they need to get braces and everything. All of our pe- kids in our family did,、um, but yeah, England too. England, we you know, kids get braces from、uh, you know quite a young age to probably up to their teenage years. <laughs> so you don't really want to get braces after your teenage years because then, I mean, you get made fun of anyway when you have them. But as an adult, you don't really want to have braces. Yeah, but in Japan. You know,、uh, I mean, some people talk about you know the teeth、uh, aren't taking, not taken care of well or whatever, but just like overcrowded teeth and stuff in in a person's <laughs> mouth.、Um, but that was actually like I can't remember what it's called, but it's、uh, it's considered like、uh, grill teeth. <laughs> I don't know. If that's what they say. No, but it's considered like a a sign of cuteness because it means that your jaw is small. 
And so, ah. yeah, like, uh, and that's why, I mean, I think it was like, it was even a trend for like, uh, uh, young girl idols to kind of have like, uh, well, I can't remember what the word is for the tooth, but like, you know, over, where kinda tooth. <laughs> overlap a little bit or something. <laughs> um, I'm glad you're taking over the culturally insensitive part at the end of the conversation. Um, but yeah, the, uh, so, um, uh, that's why it was kind of like, um, uh well just because it was considered like a sign of cuteness like people didn't think about it the same way as like a foreigner who'd come over and come over and be like wow i'm kind of surprised that like uh, people aren't too uh paying too much attention to this um but it's kind of funny man after being in japan like all these years uh sometimes when i go back to the u.s i'm like man everybody's teeth is like so perfect and white (laughs) and like uh, it almost looks like fate like it's kind of a little bit like taken almost to the degree of like plastic surgery like your teeth have to be like perfect and like straight and bright white like there's so much teeth i mean actually teeth white teeth whitening has actually gotten pretty popular in japan in recent years too mm. as well right yeah I've, I've i've noticed on uh on tv a lot of the japanese celebrities have like super bright white teeth and it's quite distracting i think <laughs> yeah well but that's it but you go back to like the u.s and, like everyone has like perfect teeth or yeah england too england's know. the same yeah and and it's not until you come to japan where you really notice how like you said how perfect the people in our home countries uh teeth are yeah because japan a lot of people don't have uh very straight teeth in general but like you said i think you know maybe some of them think it's cute to have uh not straight teeth because it means that yeah their jaw small so in turn it means their face is small yeah if their face is small it means they're they're cute yeah well and they just don't you know they're not as concerned about having perfect teeth like i mean it it, it actually feels like it's a little, it's a little overboard overseas like you know the teeth you mean like having good teeth yeah it's almost like it's kind of like another one of those things is like if isn't if your body's not perfect or your face isn't perfect like you're you know lower in society or something it's right, almost like, right. like somebody's uh putting out the message there just to make more money off but i don't know maybe i'm just feeling this way because honestly i've been having like teeth problems lately <laughs> i've been like has has anyone has anyone ever commented on your face before about the size of your face in Japan, like Japanese people? Yeah, I get told all the time I do not have a small face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've never, no, because, you know, I'm unfortunately not like, if I were probably like really Western looking, uh, I've had a lot of Western, like very Western looking friends who have had the like the nose comments and stuff. Um, you mean the the big nose or the small nose? Well, they say like Takai is like really tall, right? Well, like tall, tall yeah. But what Which is mean, good, right? Well, for men, I mean, it's good and bad. I mean, it means like, and it doesn't mean it's like tall. It means like the bridge. You have a like a very large bridge. No, with bridge I, I think that's a po- that's a positive though for for men, especially. It might maybe maybe even for women, but I know for men having the bridge. Is a is a positive for men? Oh, but you're talking about for like Japanese men, right? Just all men, all men in general. But like, yeah, the Japanese consider that as an attractive trait. Yeah, but like some foreigners get offended by it because you'll see like foreign dressed up foreign person on TV, and they'll have like the exaggerated large nose <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's kind of like considered like one of these gaijin features that you know. <laughs> Some people are kind of making fun of or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really anywhere within that again, as I said. But uh, I don't know. Have you been? Did you say you've been told that you have a cute face? Well, I've told. I've been told I have a. I've have. I've had a. I have a small face, which I don't really appreciate. I don't want to be told I have a small face. I want to have like a regular face, you know. (laughs) But I guess they're what they really mean is i'm attractive i don't know maybe that's that's why they're telling me but they they also tell me i have a a high nose or a tall nose which i assume is also a compliment Uh from uh from my students i get it uh, but mainly because i have like a big bump on my nose (laughs) (laughs) from when i broke it when i was a kid oh really what happened yeah uh i was uh, i was doing um a skipping rope or jump rope and uh caught caught my feet 
I think I was about seven or eight, and then just slammed headfirst into the ground. Ouch. And then, uh, yeah, broke my nose. Man. And uh, ever since then, I just had this bump on my nose, and everyone in Japan says it's uh, it's tall and high and uh, very manly. Ah. So I'm kind of glad that happened. Oh, so that's why you were saying it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, hey, you know, as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh might be coming up a bit to that time. So I think so. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I did have some runners up, but we can say, always save that for another episode and stuff, so. Yeah, we've been going on for quite a while. I think we uh we covered quite a few surprising things in in uh, Japan. And uh, hopefully everyone who was listening could either relate to those or uh, or maybe it was new to you to hear those things. Yeah. So uh, and it was good to kind of do another one of these episodes. We've had, been having a lot of great guests recently, but we haven't just kind of done a Japan Topics uh, episode for a while. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, everyone, for listening. Anything else? no that's it um if you want to uh support the podcast please leave us a review on itunes hopefully five stars that will help other listeners uh subscribe to us at least and uh, and listen to our show and then we can grow get bigger produce more episodes and uh yeah uh, entertain you guys more yeah spread the word thanks for listening thanks everyone bye bye This episode is sponsored by the Red House Rusutsu, which is a restaurant located in the heart of Rusutsu Ski Resort. They're open both in the winter and the summer, and they offer a mix of Japanese and Asian food and Western-style dishes. That includes shabu-shabu with Wagyu beef and also Hokkaido Wagyu beef steak. Prices range from under 1,000 yen to about 5,000 yen. They also have high-end Japanese whiskey available. Bookings are not required, but highly recommended in the winter period. Their website is theredhouse.jp. So if you're enjoying winter sports or summer activities at Rusutsu Resort or just going through the area, why not stop by the Red House for a delicious meal? They are open 12 to 3 for lunch and 5 to 9 p.m. for dinner.